aka Powers. Welcome to the 31 Days of Dread. This is day one, October 1st, and we're starting with 1973's The Exorcist. This is easily the greatest horror movie of all time. Let's go. AKA Patters, welcome back. Yeah, yeah, so we're, we're doing a couple different things in year seven of the 31 Days of Red. We're dropping episodes at midnight because to me, that's the witching hour. That is when the demons come. Here we go. Look, look, we gotta emulate a little bit of Halloween. We're marching towards, I don't know, but we got the first 15 days, the first 15 episodes planned out. After this, we're sticking with our William Friedkin pairing. We got The Exorcist and we have Bug that stars Ashley Judd. You guys know I love Ashley Judd. <laughs> don't like her politics, but I love her. But no, people, uh, it, we, we don't look towards that stuff. We look into the movie. And I literally just got done watching The Exorcist. I've seen this movie three times leading into day one of the 31 Days of Dread. Uh, mostly because William Friedkin has passed away recently and i've been on a little bit of a deep dive i've been watching a lot of youtube interviews uh there's a documentary about him and as the years march starting uh william freakin was a part of a movie called sorcerer and that movie has grown it has it, it got legs and it has been rediscovered and these are one of the absolute most most positive things you can imagine that happens on the internet. When we speak of the exorcist, the, uh, <laughs> the opposite has ha happened. Uh, the, the, the two follow-up movies, The Exorcist and The Exorcist 3, have uh, been loved and hated and maligned. Uh, it's, it's almost like a pendulum. But this movie is so perfect and this is a perfect movie you feel sorry for anyone that has to do a follow-up because they're trying to hit what this movie hit it's the same same idea with what happened with halloween what happened with jaws and this movie is subject to that also the first movie is so perfect how can you ever do a follow-up with exorcist the heretic you can't do it but you, you can kind of see what the ideas were to follow it up. So we're not really talking about that. And if you're not familiar with what The Exorcist is, the movie is really the... It's really about what the demons want to do. See, the demons, when they're dug up in Iraq as this movie begins... And they're later entered into human bodies, potentially via Ouija boards. Because they're very big in 1973, by the way. A lot of movies about Ouija boards around this time. The intent of the demon, Azuzu, I believe his name is, in Exorcist, is to corrupt the human spirit, is to corrupt the belief by possessing an innocent girl. By making an innocent girl 
or a horrific creature, making her disgusting to look at, making her say the most vile things. It is to doubt us. And you watch this movie, and the demon through the girl kills three people. Two priests and a family friend or a a doctor. You know, those famous stairways uh, from this movie. And the demon pretty much wins at the end of this movie. Even though though he possesses the priest at the end and the priest commits suicide, the demon's intent is to wreak havoc and to create doubt and we really don't see that because the, the, the priest at the end of the, of this movie that gives the last rites to the father that, that just committed suicide he's not he, he doesn't look good he doesn't sound good he there is there's definitely doubt in that uh, in those last two scenes with that priest the scene at the car when he when he gets the the coin from the mother or the, uh, the the coined necklace. I'm not sure what what uh, what that item is called. And then, as as we watch this movie, it really puts a stamp on practical special effects. Like holy crap! When you watch this movie for the first time, it is hard to imagine them making it without CGI. It really is. It's an amazing feat. It's an amazing attempt. The acting in this movie is through and through perfect. One of the, uh, you know, like, and who, who's our editor? Edited by, oh, yeah, Evan Lutman, Norman Gay, Ed S. Smith, or Bud S. Smith. The reason why we're talking about the editors is when you watch this movie, notice the cuts and the transitions because we cut out of a dramatic moment. We cut into a close-up of a transition. The beats of this editing, the beats of of the scene transitions, it's very poetic. It's, it's, It's there... And it somehow tracks your mind trying to keep up with everything. The editing really blew me away uh, when I one of my most recent run with this movie. I did see this movie in the theater too, aka Patters. I saw it with the with the director's cut. I'm not sure what year that was released. Maybe I would say 2000, maybe 2001. I'm scrolling through Wiki right now, trying just trying to get uh, a quick. I I didn't look it up before coming here. Maybe, maybe I should have. Maybe not. But uh, can't find it. <laughs> but the reason why I want to talk about the the director's cut is, that, and we have T-shirts and and merchandise and action figures. Uh, I believe a couple statues too from the from the the spider walk scene, where our our girl walks down the flight of stairs uh, backwards and and upside down, and yeah that that was placed back into the movie. 
and you know it's kind of like Star Wars Special Edition. Like go see the Exorcist, and you know the the Exorcist Special Edition, the re-release for that, is probably, you know, was kind of somewhat uh, potentially hyped uh, as much as the the Star Wars. Uh, not the same effect, of course. You know, like it's not like it hit number one at the box office. But that that scene, I remember in, in the commentary, William Freakin talks about the reason why they took out the spider scene is when the mother gets the news of the doctor's death. Uh, it's it's like a double climax, double cres- crescendo, and it, it makes it, it, it mutes the scene. And when you see the scene, when you watch it. Knowing that the, the, the spider walk scene is supposed to happen right after this. You you see that he's right. And you see how much of a cast tra- grab that director's cut is. And, and that this movie, because it's so perfect, it does not deserve a director's cut. A director's cut is absolutely meaningless. Very similar to Aliens. The, the, I, I will always say that, that the, uh, the speed of the movie Aliens and the time frame uh, revealed in some of those cutscenes destroys the flow of that movie uh, in just the way it occupies your mind. But I, I'm just proud, I'm happy to, to start this year's 31 Days of Dread with this movie. We haven't done a lot of William Freakin on this podcast so tomorrow bug uh, that movie completely blew me away i'm very happy to bring that to you so we're going to talk about that and we're going to get a little bit more into the the plot of bug and what bug is and what bug means because it's it's one of those like single room low low budget movies uh stars the harry connick jr a lot of people are in that movie but it's just not discussed enough. So, you know, when, when we hit those moments in this podcast, uh, it's always fun for me. I can't say enough how uh, how often you should watch this movie and, 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 and what it should mean to you. Because this is, it's a perfect attempt. It's a perfect execution. I would put this movie with... All that jazz and Citizen Kane and, and Casablanca, Midnight in Paris. There you go. Of movies where I wouldn't change a single frame, dialogue, scene, cut, piece of music. The the lack of music too in this movie adds to the absolute realism. And this is a movie with intent, and the intent is to show you how corruptible we are. Uh, yeah, you know, to add a personal note, you know, I've been on a little bit of a run of backing out of alcohol and the party lifestyle because I do view it as, you know, it really, honestly speaking, the devil's work. The devil works through alcohol and gets into our lives in very bad ways. And I kind of had this experience recently. Right? You know, I had to explain that to a lot of people. And you watch this movie. And you see it right there on screen. And it's moving. 
this movie is not a social commentary, it's not even a statement on religion. This is a statement of who we are as people, as human nature. You, If you take religion out of this movie, we are surrounded by people doing the right thing because they're confronted with the choice not to do the right thing. And in a way, the demon, as powerful as it is, wins and loses, but in a very strong way wins at the end of this movie. But that's really not the point, though. The point of the movie is that the um, time goes on, the day continues, the struggle continues. We're not out of this yet. Uh, it's very symbolic, uh, very much like Predator, where you can look at the uh, the Predator in Predator as life, and life will not stop coming at you. AKA Pad here, 31 Days of Dread. Hope you guys enjoy everything. We got a lot coming. And don't forget, we will we will be doing uh, other movie drops throughout the day. So some of them are going to be 31 Days of Dread at midnight. And then, yeah, I'm going to try my best to maintain some of the numbering. But some, I don't think I, I mentioned it last episode. The numbering for the podcast will pick up November 1st. AKA Pad here, gotta go.